Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Chris Swainhart, and this is Gun Stuff. Gun Stuff is dedicated to arming America, one law-abiding citizen at a time. Now, you regular viewers are probably wondering right now what's been going on, because looking behind us, yes, that is not a set. That is the Arizona uh, landscape. You'll see the famous mountains back there. And what happened to the blue sky? Yes, we have some clouds. Uh, 52 weeks this is the first time we've seen some clouds in our shot in a long, long time. So we're all excited about it here. Uh, probably not as much as you guys that are watching. But hey, we appreciate you watching. We've got a great show for you today. Our guests, Lewis and Grant Auctions. Now, our theme for today's show, as far as firearms, is Colt. And we're going to be showing you uh, a recent cult, but they've got something that is going to knock your socks off. Stick around. You're going to want to see this for sure. And then the Marine Raider Foundation. You know, uh, to have this privilege of filming right here in the great U.S. of A., this is a, a, a privilege, and we pay for this privilege with the blood of those people that have served for us. The Marines have been around. We just had a big birthday this last week. You know, they've been around since the foundation of this great republic of ours. Yes, it's not a complete democracy. No, no. It is a representative republic. Thank you, Marines, everywhere for your service. And we have one right here on our show. And so the Marine Raider Foundation are going to be on telling us about their good work that this nonprofit does. And then to cap off our show at the end, Viridian Weapon Technologies. Now... They're right here in our studio. They brought in some cool stuff for us to see. We got all kinds of video. It's going to be a blast. We appreciate you guys watching. At this time in our show, we always talk about current events. Now, I'm just going to bring this up here. Jewish Americans turning to firearms to protect themselves, their families, as anti-Semitism surgeons. Now, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but hey, you can see uh, the video there if, if we were to play it. You know, all around this country, uh, a whole group of people that have been imported, basically, are protesting Jews everywhere, and they are applauding the violence over there in the Mideast. It's a horrific slaughter. We've talked about it before. Now, you folks have probably seen some of the videos. And I was watching one just this morning. It was a, uh, a GoPro from one of these Hamas murderers killing innocent civilians. And after every one, he would say, Allahu Akbar, you know, I, I tell you what, you hear that everywhere. And I've been told that it means God is great. Well, or God is good, God is great. I tell you what, I looked it up. It actually means Allah is greater. Allah is greatest. And all other gods will kneel before Allah. Allah is the only one. Now, tell that to the Jews. They don't necessarily agree with that. In this country, we have freedom of religion. Uh, tell that to the Christians, you know, they're not so sure about that either. And I don't know about Buddhists or all the other religions 
we believe in this country of a freedom of religion. We think it is a superior way of life. Now, get yourself informed on these issues. One of the big problems over there in Israel is a lot of people got killed because they were defenseless. Now, if this kind of uh, stuff comes here in this country, you don't want to be defenseless. Uh, that's what gun stuff is here. We're here to arm America, one law-abiding citizen at a time. Let me bring along our co-hosts who surely agree with this, and one of them is Marine. They say once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. Is that right, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and th there's always little uh, things like that people talk about. But yeah, once it's in your blood, you can't get rid of it once it happens to you. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, nope, I done caught it. It's not going away. And penicillin ain't going to make it disappear. You know, yeah, so it's in your blood. <laughs> oh, oh and, and Ursula, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, uh, this is going to be the last show that we're going to see you yeah. for a, a little bit of time. Oof, yeah, you're you're heading out, well, Ursula. Where are we? Where are you going? So I'm going to Thailand to shoot the Ipsic Shotgun World Shoot and uh, represent the United States. And it's just been a crazy journey of just training and preparation and just doing all the things. So it's funny because I actually got to go practice after the show. So it's um it's been it's been pretty wild it's been a really wild ride so far yeah you know ursula i i you can tell by the way i had a very well-meaning individual quite educated in the terms of gun business tell me that we should not be talking about these political issues on this show oh yeah. and uh, <laughs> did, you, did you see that facebook message too no oh, i didn't see that but let's not talk about it yeah you know here's, that guy <laughs> here's the thing I, I tell you what uh we can't stay away from it and mm -hmm. uh our affiliates say you know go for it anyway oh. you, you know i our administration wants to defend the ukrainian borders mm -hmm. you know they're over there defending ukraine but they won't subsidize you and your yeah. team to defend your world title now you're a former world champion isn't that right uh brought back browns but that's cool though all right but yeah i've done pretty good it was my first time international but uh i am definitely out for blood this one so but it's uh like i said it's been a journey i'm pretty excited now i'm gonna ask uh, michelle if she'll ch check on our uh fundraiser for you. Now, you folks, I should have the link on here. Maybe I'll get it taken care of during the break here. It is gunstuff.tv slash Ursula, and you can contribute and help pay her expenses, because right now, Ursula yeah. is paying for it mm -hmm. out of pocket, and we appreciate it. She's going to do it no matter what. <laughs> but but hey, we want you folks to help it chip in. Remember that's gunstuff.tv. A weekly blush session because like I'm so overwhelmed with like just so much like holy cow like with everybody's like donating and like all the kind words and all that type of stuff. Like it does mean a lot, and I I'm not used to this. So like if I seem awkward or anything like that, like I don't know any other words outside of like better than thank you. Like like thank yous here, but I feel like well, there should be like an extra or a super thank you, like in the English language, there isn't. Oh yeah, but we we it's our way of saying thank you for your kind and effervescent personality that brings a a, a welcome uh, breath of fresh air to this humble show that we have here. And I'm still waiting to hear my earpiece from Michelle uh, how much we've raised, and you can tell she's on it. She says, "Okay, hey." While we're waiting for that bit of information, let's take a look at our featured firearm. You know, uh, Scott, Ursula, I said that today we're talking about Colts mm -hmm. and 
here is one of my favorite Colts right here in the studio. Here, you can see how I get rid of my my face. <laughs> there it is, the Python 357. Scott, uh, uh, I'm going to have you uh, tell our viewers about it. Get the ball rolling. And, and while through the magic of television, I pass this over <laughs> to my co-host. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Colt Python, one of the iconic guns, uh, there's only a, you know, there's a handful of revolvers out there that uh, if you're a collector or if you're just even thinking about getting one, there's a handful of revolvers. that are just like you, you get one of these and you, you'll hold on to it the rest of your life. And it's the, you know, Colt Python is one of those. This is a uh, chambered in 357, but it can shoot 38 all the way down to 38 specials. Uh, six shot revolver. This one is is all stainless and it's, it looks like it's highly polished with the walnut grips. Uh, these things are amazing. From the you know this is the, they just come out as amazing pistols. And I just want to take a second and show my own off. This oh. pistol oh, has been this Colt yeah. Python has been in the family has been in my family and passed down uh, for two generations. And it is one of the things you know it's a, it's one of the original first runs. But the but they brought this back. It disappeared for a couple of years and they brought it back because everybody wanted it. Um, and it's one of those things too, you know, that when they brought it back, they found out it was really hard with, uh, you know, modern day costs and stuff like that to replicate the quality and keep those standards. So they took a bit of a hit on making this uh, and, and to keep it at the same standards and the same quality. Uh, so definitely profits, you know, profits weren't quite as, quite as great, but they wanted to keep the gun as pristine as it was and shoot as well as it did. Yeah, this thing comes with a great trigger, comes with adjustable sights. Uh -huh. Yep. Adjustable sights on it. Just get the last words like, on this before we move on. No, Ursula, like, I'm over here like that. trying not to put my fingerprints on this thing like this, this is so it looks so good and i'm like oh my grubby little hands it's like jewelry so isn't it it's yeah. jewelry for uh gun owners. i like it <laughs> oh what, my god what did she say 2415 yep yeah 2415 awesome. all right oh, oh my god that's, no, that's awesome thank There's you guys thank you all yeah camera here y'all are yeah I think y'all doing this just to make me cry on camera y'all already got me blushing for the last couple of weeks this thing has been going on so well, that's great. And hey, look, we oh want to God. hit 5,000. That's our whole out-of-pocket estimated. So uh, let's try and help her out. Send Ursula to Thailand. Remember, it's gunstuff.tv slash Ursula. Now, um, see if we can pump it up during the show. And, and, and Michelle, you keep your eye on it. Let us know. Now, before we finish, last words on the Python, Ursula. No, this actually feels pretty good. Like Pretty good? No, it Pretty damn good. Look, I would totally carry this if it was in Arizona and I have to wear booty shorts half the year. So, but this has pretty good weight on it. The trigger feels actually pretty freaking good. Uh, I too have to, I too have to like not, I too have to not wear this because I wear my booty shorts during this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I have the same problem. Even yeah, in Kentucky. What is that yeah. in your booty shorts there, Scott? <laughs> hey, so look. Uh, that gun stuff calendar is looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, we got to get working on that. Get cracking. Hey, it, MSRP 1724 gun stuff. It's only $13.26. It's $400 off. It's worth every penny. It's going to last forever. Mm -hmm. And there's not a single person that that you're going to let hold this, this is not going to say, I wish I had that. They're all going to say that. It's a great firearm. Hey, we're going to have to come back because we got a, a, a jam-filled show, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. 
What's inside your stock? Tactiload. Rapid reload technology. At well, it's 248 years that the Marines have been protecting us. And you know what? Uh, and it hasn't been without a considerable amount of sacrifice. If you're a Marine or any other serviceman uh, or woman, thank you for your service. Now, that's just sort of empty words. I'm just saying it. But uh, our next guest is going the extra distance, and they're doing a little bit more. And let me see if I can bring them up here, if I push the right button. It is Jessica McAndrews with the Marine Raider Foundation. Let me see. Jessica, you're there. I got the right button. I'm here. You got me. Hey, Jessica. Uh, thank you so much for being on our show today. And, um, you know, uh, nonprofits and charitable organizations, you know, I don't think we can depend on Uncle Sam anymore to take mm -hmm. care of, of uh, our loved ones and our servicemen that have given the ultimate uh, sacrifice. Uh, but, you know, one thing we can depend on is, uh, you know, terrible politicians getting us into more conflicts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you might think I'm real gung-ho here, but, I, you know, I am gung-ho about defending America. But you know, I don't really care too much about Ukraine. Uh, you know, the Russian-speaking people, hey, they should work it out. Uh, we don't have to work it out, but uh, I don't want any more guys coming back hurt. But tell us a little bit, Jessica, about the Marine Raider Foundation, if you will, please. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having having us on here today. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be a part of the show. And I was not a Marine personally, but I was in the Navy for 10 years. So um, I don't know what the Marines have to say about that. But it was, um, it was where I met my husband who was also in the Navy for, for about 10 years. So uh, I've been in the nonprofit world now for geez, about 12, 12 years with the Marine Raider Foundation here for the last couple. Um, you know, I just want to start with explaining who the Marine Raiders are, because I think a lot of people don't know. So they're very sneaky and, you know, small and they don't talk about themselves a lot, which doesn't always help me. But the Marine Raiders are the Marine component of SOCOM. So think Navy SEALs, uh, Green Berets, you've got the Marine Raiders. So there's only about 1,500 of them. And, you know, plus a support staff, around 3,000, and their families. And they're the reason we exist. Uh, we were founded about 11 years ago by some Marines in MARSOC who realized that, you know, as you said, the government wasn't fulfilling all of the needs and no one was really taking care of these guys and their families. Um, I say guys, it's, it's guys that are serving MARSOC right now and, and their families. So that's why we were formed, um, you know, really to be there when tragedy strikes or when someone gets injured. Um, you know, our mission is really to be there. Yeah, so and it's going to be are the sharp end of the stick is what you're saying. Yes, mm -hmm. they are. They're deployed constantly. You know, people don't realize it, especially now. You know, you see Ukraine, you see a few other things, but people don't realize these guys are constantly deployed. And if they're not deployed, they're doing workups to deploy. And these workups are not safe. You know, we have multiple accidents, multiple training incidents. I mean, the stuff they do daily is incredibly dangerous. So it's, you know, it's easy to forget because they're not on the front page of the papers and they're not out there talking about what they do. Hey, look, you've already yeah. sold me. Uh, that's all, you know, we, we could just quit right now because 
I think it's a worthy cause. Uh, right on our screen, you viewers uh, can see it, but the podcast listeners can't. It's marineraiderfoundation.org. But hey, there's more to come here. You've got some media. I, I think I brought it up here. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what we're looking at. What's this family resiliency? What is that all about? Yeah, so the big thing, you know, we take care of these guys, but we also need to take care of their families. You know, these guys are out there, what they're doing, what they're doing, but it's tough on the families and something happens and, you know, we jump in right away. We make sure that the spouse, the parents can be bedside, be there right away. You know, we take care of flights, we take care of hotels, we take care of food. Sometimes we end up having to fly in, you know, uh, a parent to take care of the kids back in North Carolina. So the spouse can be at the, at the injured Raiders bedside. So, you know, it's, it's really the whole family that's serving, you know, I know you hear that all the time and it's just words, but you know, I mean, you know, Scott, when you're in it's you're it's the whole family and it's a lot. And especially when you're dealing with special, special forces like this, because their op tempo is intense. They are gone a lot and nobody knows where they are. You know, the family doesn't know that they're safe and they most likely aren't. So it's um, it's important for us to be there, be there for those yeah. families. Mm -hmm. uh, Jessica, I would just like to say, you know, as 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 Marine, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do to help do this and run this. Thank you for your service. I know that you said you said you were with JAG for a while. So I know that you were you were helping people out then as well and, and your husband as well. The but like you said, these I, I have friends that were in Marsoc in the in the Raider units and stuff like that. And and I still have friends that are still currently are. And the, these guys are out there doing the job. Just like all the stuff you see in the movie about these guys running around behind the scenes, taking care of business. You know, there is no media. There is no they keep their mouth shut and they do their job. And, you know, the tough thing with Marines is also, you know, and just like a lot of those types of personalities, you know, that you get hurt, you get injured, but we suck it up. Uh, and sometimes that takes a toll and sometimes that's a that's a heavy price to pay. But with when you guys are able to step in there and when a family is at their at their biggest need. Uh, you know, when 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 that Marine goes down and he's injured, you know, just like we're showing just like you're showing here, you know, with in there and, you know, they've they've been through this traumatic incident and they're trying to recover. You know, they, there is a lot of trauma and a lot of damage that that family has to go through and you guys stepping in to help them through that is amazing uh and we appreciate it so much me my friends all all the marines but all of us you know just military in general and it takes a lot i know yeah. it takes a heavy toll on you guys as well yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna inject right here uh you know you see this marine uh you know in, in rehab this is why you know a lot of you people in you know, like i said i've had some well-meaning nice people you know say chris you guys are too political and so forth well i'm sorry you know, we can't take lightly these decisions mm -hmm. that put these people in harm's way. And then uh, the government's not there enough. They help some. But, hey, we need people like Marine uh, Foundation. T tell us a little bit more about uh, this particular scenario. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are helping with uh, rehab. What's going on? Yeah. So we help with a lot of rehab. We also help with a lot of you know, medical devices that aren't covered by the government. It's surprising how many of those there are. You know, if something hasn't been approved yet by TRICARE to cover it, what are they, what are they doing? Uh, they don't have the money to pay out of pocket. So oh. for example, we funded one of the first exoskeletons, which is now an approved device. 
but it was not when we funded it. And this was this was a guy, a, a raider who got shot in combat and was paralyzed from the waist down. So we, we we fund things like that, that, hey, can something help them that the government's not paying for? We'll jump in and pay for it and make sure it happens. Now, you have a photo right here that you submitted. Uh, uh, these are some Marines uh, back in the day, I'm guessing, right? Back in the day, World War II Marine Raiders. Yeah, big part of what we do too is just keeping the legacy, not only of the World War II Raiders, but also of the 48 Raiders who have given their lives in service to our country. There's there's 48 of them, and we've got a we've got a on our website we've got a um, honor wall, and I you know I just invite folks to take a look and read some of the stories of these incredible, incredible, incredible Marines. And a lot of our viewers are going to be familiar with this uh, type of uh, terrain and landscape. You know, I, I, looking back, I, I, you know, this desert camo look that we're all familiar with now, you know, back when uh, George W. Bush decided to go to war, war against uh, mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction that, that Saddam Hussein didn't have, that's when they invented all of this stuff. And uh, uh, do you know who these people are? No. So these, so we get photos that are approved by MARSOC that they'll send to us, but we never get any identifying information, you know, never any names, never any locations. Now, again, they keep what they do pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. They got to sanitize all that for operational security. That's going to be tough for the families. It's got to be incredible. Uh, you got to be the world's worst, I think. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's it's unimaginable what some of these families go through. I mean, and you can see in these photos here, you can see how they don't have many name tags or faces showing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I'd like to point out, you know, in, in my conversations with Jessica as well, is that, you know, when when a soldier goes down uh, and and the military, you know, treats a lot of them the same, whether, you know, even across different branches, whether it be Army, Navy, Marines, whatever. Uh, and, and we're just focusing focusing on Raiders here. But uh, the, the the military and the government only covers very specific things. Like she mentioned TRICARE, only what TRICARE is, is, is available and approved through them. And those resources are extremely limited. And most of us like to think that the government is going to step in and take care of these heroes, but they don't. They, you know, they get a package and they get a fixed amount depending on what injury and how many body parts they lost. And that's it, you know. So there are a lot of people who's like not not only do you lose your mobility, but you lose your ability to earn a living uh, in some cases. You know, they'll get disability, but you not a lot of times you can't live on that. You can't live on disability. So, you know, so the retraining, you know, getting getting a new profession, all these different things and going from a steely eyed killer that's operating behind the scenes to, you know, a full on operator to, you know, to like all of a sudden now you're, you know, trying to get yourself out of a wheelchair or, you know, stand, you know, with the help of an exosuit, uh, which is amazing. You know, that's amazing that you guys were able to provide that for that Marine. That has to be a life changing event for him uh, in the fact that, you know, him being able to get around because, you know, that's a that's a thing that is, is really hard to deal with. But no. we just thank you again. Now, before we go, Jessica, uh, tell us a little bit about specifically uh, how people can contribute to your foundation and what the funds will be used for, Jessica. Yeah, I mean, if you go to our website, you know, marineraiderfoundation.org, you can see there's a donate section. There's also a get involved section. You know, we do a lot of our fundraising just through events, a lot of shooting events. Um, we've, we've been out in Arizona there. We do one in New Jersey, Texas, where I'm at. We're doing one in North Carolina. 
we get around for for a lot of those events, which is a great way to be involved in the in the organization. Um, you know, we are proud. Ninety four cents of every dollar goes back directly to the Raiders and their families and our organization. We are lean and mean. It's two staff, myself and and one other, and that is it. We are like the Marine Raiders, and we want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't always have the flashiest of the you know mailings or you know posters, but. I don't mind that. I, you know, we're, we, we get down there and we, we get the funds back to where they should be going, which is to these guys and their families and to those gold star families. Yeah. I don't want to bury the lead there. You said 94% of anything that gets contributed. That is a tremendous amount Mm -hmm. of, uh, uh, gift actual, uh, going to the people, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of, uh, residual distribution is pretty much unheard of in most nonprofits. In a lot of nonprofits, it's exactly the reverse. It's just a money-making scam. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, I was going to say, next time you're in Arizona, let us know so we can be there. So whatever event it is, definitely. especially if it's a shooting event, because, you know, I'll probably be there anyways. But I'm just saying, like, let us know. Yeah, yeah we'll there's be- a gun club there that we do we do on at most years, so I will definitely will. All right. Well, Jessica, thanks for being on the show. Now, remember, uh, uh, you viewers and listeners, head on over to MarineRaiderFoundation.org. And uh, Jessica, thank you for getting uh, spe- spending a little bit of time out of your busy schedule and uh, uh, letting us hear a little bit about your worthy cause. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Hey, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break with something that you're going to find very interesting. It's the cult, and uh, we're going to be right back. for comments. We had lots of social media comments saying, hey, thanks for your service. Thanks for everything that the Marine Foundation is doing. So uh, head on over to their website and uh, be a part of it. Now, I promised you we're talking about cult today, and our next guest has a cult that you're going to want to see. I saw it, and I I didn't believe what I was seeing. And let me see if I can bring them on right now. Okay. All right. So Bill, Bill Lewis from lewisandgrant.com. You guys are an auction house for what? Everything or just firearms or or what? Bill, tell us a little bit about you you folks. Tell us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lewis and Grant, uh, uh, we started our auction company with a focus on arms and armor. Uh, We're just fanatics with it. We We love it all. Anything from Chinese hand cannons on up to you know, prototype military rifles. We're, we're students of, of these items. Uh, we love history. We love the history behind them. Um, so that's what we do. We, we're, just, we're just really passionate about it. And uh, yeah, we, we, we like to present it in a way um, that that not only, you know, is there this whole world of, of shooting of firearms, there's also collecting almost like a different asset class of, uh, of collecting historical items, just, um, you know, almost like artwork. So that's, that's where we step in and help uh, facilitate the transfer and the the, the selling uh, of, of such items. 
So uh, the way I hear it, as Scott was doing some research on Colt for our, our show. We do a, t a tremendous amount of behind-the-scenes research for this, and somehow he let out the word Colt, and uh, you've got a Colt here that we got to see. And uh, I, I, I don't know, do you still have it in your possession, or is this one gone? I, I have it right behind me. Um, might oh, wow. move out of the way a little bit here, uh, but uh, it's right behind me right here. Um, and what we're looking at, it's uh, the proper nomenclature is a Colt number one ring lever rifle. Um, and it's, it's, it's a ring lever. Uh, I mean, it's, a, 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 it's still a lever action that's used by using your finger. So, you know, the nomenclature of ring finger. Um, the importance of this piece is that it's serial number two. It's so it's the earliest known production cult to exist you have to scoot over a little bit uh get, get yourself back in the frame there so it's the earliest and we're going to get a, a a gander at that serial number here uh in fact i think i've got it right here go ahead ursula how did you come across this like what happened because like my mind only went to like somebody great granddad just passed away and here we are like that's what that's what came to mind here yeah, it, this was actually in a, in, a, in a museum. So it was in a well-known firearms museum. Um, and so it was being, being deaccessioned, and uh, we were privileged enough and uh, uh, to be able to, to be the auction house that handled it. But it's a well-known piece. It's, mm -hmm. it, it surfaced uh, many years ago in California, and it's went through several private collections prior to uh, uh, being in a, a – in our possession right now, but it, it, it's amazing because most people, when they think of Colt, you're thinking of handguns, uh, handguns, the single actions, the pythons. Uh, but Sam Colt, he was a genius businessman and uh, he got his first patent in 1836 in Europe. And then in 1837 applied for two in the United States was approved and immediately opened up the factory in Patterson, New Jersey and started off with rifles. So, you know, this number one has never surfaced. No one knows where it's at. And if it's like any other production environment, you run the first one through the line, break it down, pull it apart, make sure everything, all the bells and whistles are there and set it aside. Number two is right off. So this would be the first commercial uh, cult ever, ever, ever produced. The again, earliest what day again? What day? 1837. 1837. Wow. That's well, and that, what's to me that I see that as, as more important. I'm like, this is it. This is the first, you know, because number one is is either tucked away in a vault somewhere that nobody ever see or it was or it was just it came off the machine line, you know, all all boogered up. And they said, OK, we need to adjust the lathe to turn a little bit and needs to cut deeper here. And then number two came off the line and that was actually functional. And this is it. Mm -hmm. So number one may not even be in existence. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, no so, one, no one knows where it's at. And so, like typical manufacturing, like you said, they would have just yeah. ran the first one through, you know, checked out the screws, make sure everything worked. If it didn't, major adjustments. And this came off the line, perfect. Let's let's get it out in hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Lewis, you, uh, so I called you because I see it, Lewis, over the top. But Bill, you you got. Uh, you guys handle so much more. You guys, so I've had the opportunity to stop in and see, and you guys have such a wide array of things. I've seen everything from Japanese samurai armor to, so what kind of other stuff have you guys really, do you guys really cover? 
Uh, we 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 actually really built a name on ourselves uh, with uh, European edged weapons. So we were handling for for a period of time. We were kind of the auction house to go to with any Scottish broadswords or. Uh, you know, 14th, 15th, 16th century like edged weapons. We were selling a lot of armor, a lot of you know medieval armor, Renaissance art as you as you would call it as well. Um, but we were handling a lot of those types of items. Um, my father, who's, who's who's my mentor, is probably one of the uh, the greatest scholars out there on Springfield Armory, and so he is he's got a wealth of knowledge of anything that's coming out of that, that came out of Springfield Armory. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it, he, he has the military side of it. And then I kind of taken the, uh, you know, the more European side and the edged weapon side of the, of, of the business. So, yeah. I, a, a while back I went in, you know, and it, it's been a while I went in and I did a little bit of video uh, with Bill and them and, and your father and the, and thanks to my great camera work, it wasn't usable, <laughs> but uh, they, they, they showed me all kinds of stuff and all the cool stuff they care. And they were totally like, Scott, put that down. I'm like waving around like ancient swords <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, touche, you know, and all this. But the thing is, is I'm, I'm wanting to touch and play with everything. And they're like, no, that's the real deal. You can't play with that. And I'm like, dang it. You know what? If you have trouble selling it, you could always head on over to San Antonio. They have a gun buyback. Of course, <laughs> they didn't sell you the gun, so I don't know why they call it a buyback. But you can get up to $250 for any type of gun. All it has to be is something that was a gun at one point. And, uh, you know, those have been proven to be notoriously ineffective of reducing street price. But you know, uh, there it is. This thing is marked all over the place. Number one, number excuse me, number two, number two. So they must have been pretty proud of it. Hey, besides this firearm, uh, what is one of the more famous firearms that you have ever uh, put through your auction house, and and what did it go for? Oh, so we sold. Um, it was an 1873 Winchester that was made for the 1876 uh, Centennial. Mm -hmm. So at the Centennial World's Fair, essentially, um, each manufacturing we were it was held in the United States. So each you know Winchester was there, Marlin was there, and it was just kind of like manufacturers from all over the spectrum of the economy. And so they got together to show off all their, uh, all their top gadgets at the, at the time. And so Winchester had three pieces that were made for that highly engraved. Um, one was blued with gilt all over it and, and, and engraved. And we, we sold that uh, for over a million dollars at auction. One million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I can tell why, uh, just, uh, Scott's been rubbing up on you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Scott, I don't know if you have anything like that in your collection, but these are the guys to talk to. Uh, this, this is a great piece of history. Um, and, uh, you know, all we can say is next time you get one of these, just bring it on over to our studio. We'll take it out to the range and make sure it still works. You know, the gun yeah. stuff stamp of approval yeah. can probably add a whole I mean, five or ten dollars to the selling price of that tens, <laughs> tens of hundreds. We got you. <laughs> tens of cents. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. we're just about to the end oh, here, but I wanted cool. to make sure now. This lewisandgrant.com, that is your website. Now, website. Uh, is this only for, you know, registered high fitness, you know, uh, uh, high aficionado type folks? Or can, you know, someone like myself go there and put a bid on something? Or how does it work? 
Yeah, absolutely. You can go to our website for when we do have auctions and we do market it and advertise it uh, prior and you can register. And uh, yeah, obviously we brought in something really cool that we loved, but we're just, we're gun nuts like everybody else. And, uh, you know, we, we handle anything and everything. We're full, full, fully licensed class three. Uh, we're working on uh, transfers now, but we'll have a, a good class three auction next year sometime in 2024. If, uh, if if those forms get approved, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we handle everything, and we we check us out. We're we're always able to provide free appraisals and uh, you know things like that. Just glad to help out any any fellow gun collector. So you so. folks that are watching, lewisandgrant.com, bookmark that and uh, head on over. Uh, now, just a uh, just a quick editorial request on my part. Next time you get a famous firearm, you're ready to uh, put it out for auction. Call us and make sure you get on our show because we want to see it first. And uh, we'll drive some folks to, 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 to your website. Mm -hmm. So, Bill, thanks so much for being on our show today. Yeah, thank you. Bill. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Hey, awesome. we'll be right back after this quick break, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about... Well, ways to cite these firearms. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to hear everything that uh, is out there. There's some secret sauce coming your way, too. But stick around uh, for our next guest, Viridian. But the one thing I can tell you about my family, it's bred into us. We're not quitters. And firearms. Now let me bring on our next guest and see if I can push the right button. Meridian has the secret sauce to make your life better in terms of firearm sighting. And uh, with us in the studio, Chris Spangler from Viridian. Thank you. The last time you were on the show, uh, you were shivering up in uh, Minneapolis, or was it during the blistering hot season up there that uh, mm -hmm. that they have up there? Yeah, I think it was a little warmer and humid that time, but it is cold right now. I'm, I'm glad to be here in Arizona. It feels much better. With shorts on. He had yeah. shorts on in the studio. He had to dust those off like, we're going to Arizona. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. In fact, let's see. Here he is in yeah. the studio. And uh, so we're, we're glad to have you in. Just to start with, before we get into the nitty gritties, um, now I'm not going to – mum's a word on the new, new, new mm, – no new, new, new products that we've seen, and we're not going to talk about them. And uh, but you got all kinds of stuff. You guys, what 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 is it? I mean, are you know, all certifiable geniuses. Uh, how is it that you guys come up with such great products? Yeah, I mean, we have some great engineers behind the scenes working on stuff, um, taking input from multiple people. You know, I, I am an end user of a lot of these products, uh, and they take my opinions into account when it comes to some of this stuff. So we've kind of modified some of our products. We've got some new stuff coming out, really exciting, cool stuff this year. Yeah, so we've got some photos of some of them, and you have them in the studio. Now, why don't we start with the ones in the studio, because you've got it right here in front of you. And uh, now, just a reminder, uh, when you head out of here, if you're going to go to the airport, uh, don't forget to tell the TSA people about it. They get their shorts in a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's we'll go ahead. Arizona, but still. Yeah. <laughs> 
we'll start right here. Um, so this is our new RFX 44. Ignore the 40 on there. It is called the 44. But this is our closed emitter, similar to the 45 that we released earlier this year. But it is just a, it's the same acro footprint, but much smaller, more compact. Um, and should be a lot easier to carry for a lot of people. I think people had some issues, you know, inside the waistband with the giant, um, giant optic on top. And then we also have our new CTL light that is a custom fit for Glock. <clears throat> we have a whole bunch of other CTLs as well to fit all the different guns that you need. Uh, and that was one of the issues that we kind of ran into was the Picatinny mount doesn't fit every single handgun and we want someone to have options for everything that they have yeah like glock uh, some of them have picatinny some of them have their own proprietary all the models you just never know what you got right yeah and that's that's another oh, one right here those are oh, get her nice hands on and i could play yeah absolutely like, exactly i just want to see the glass too because <laughs> that's what the, he didn't that talk about svelte look at that thing and but look at the actually... light pointed at the uh, oh, nice. camera i don't like <laughs> Well, maybe not. Does it have, does it have a laser in there? That one does not. Okay, but this, well, don't the, shoot the laser sensors. Yeah. <laughs> the sensors of our cameras. So that's the CTL. Um, the C5L does have a laser in it, so that is a light laser combo. Okay, let's, let's hold that up there. Mm -hmm. See how close you can get it to uh, your camera there. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Nice big window. And I'm thinking, like, where the, the, I ain't going to lie, where the other people who are complaining about size, were they just like, had like a little Dunlap going on? No, it was thicker. It was a okay. lot thicker. It came off the size of the slides. Look, that's a valid question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? I'm yeah. like, were they kind of chunky? Just started out. Was there. the sight in the way or was my belly in the way? I don't know. I'm just going to say. There we go. Let me Some people say that helps keep it in even better. Oh, this is, oh, this is yeah. frightening. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> what are you so, waiting we'll, for? We'll do that. Okay, too late. Goodbye. So we're not like goodbye. Well, it's everybody and their mom here. All right. So continue. Yeah. You've got yeah. more. Go ahead. We yeah. do have more. We have many more. So this is um if any of you are 365 owners, you know that the rail on here is a proprietary rail. Uh, and not a lot of lights are gonna fit it. So we made uh, a CTL light specifically for the 365. It fits on here just fine. Uses all of our same technology. All the specs on these are all going to be the same across the board. Um, they have built-in batteries with a MagSafe charger. So you throw a battery in your safe or whether you have USB ports in your safe, like I know a lot of people do. Um, a little magnet cable just pops right on here. So it's always fully charged, topped off when you need it, ready to go. So, huh. Well, here's Mark. Away. Here's Mark. Yeah. Elias saying, please don't shoot yourself, Chris. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, y'all don't know how much stuff goes on beyond this, like behind the scenes that Chris does. Oh, yeah, like, well, yeah. If something happens to him, there's no more show. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, the I'm thing just, about it, you don't so understand. So we need to serve Chris. Ursula, it's not fair. You, you don't understand. We have an armor that works here. In fact, uh, we got her real cheap. She worked on the film Rust, and uh, she checks all of our firearms. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin highly yes. recommended. He works for next to nothing now. Yeah, That's, yeah so I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Viridian has sent in, and I've been running the 45 for quite some time on my Sig Spectre, uh, and the with the battery compartment being on top, and now you guys coming out with a smaller, smaller model to fit some of the smaller pistols, uh, makes for very easy transition, especially for those going from. 
you know, iron sights and stepping into the to the dot realm and, and putting a dot on their pistol. You know, it, it sets lower and it's a little easier to find. And I'm one of those people. I just haven't put the sheer uh, mega amount of hours into, you know, a, a big, you know, learning the dot system. Mm -hmm. So within doing that, you know, this makes it a lot easier with it being low like that. It makes it really easy to change the battery as well. You don't have to do anything. Just take the cover off, put swap batteries right back on. You could, you could leave the gun in the holster and probably still be able to change the battery on it. So uh, mm -hmm. it makes it really, really simple. What size dot is that? Is that three? Uh, it is a five, five? MOA dot. Yeah. Oh. I want to see this dude. This is this new flashlight, man. You flashed oh, a picture light. of that up earlier. And I was like, what is that? Let me yeah, see. So that's the C5L. That's on, that is right here on this guy. Uh huh. And that is a light laser combo. So if we get that, you can see maybe the laser right there a little bit. I don't want to point it directly. Yep. Mm hmm. The oh yeah, you can see. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you can see the uh, the refraction refraction yeah. off the thing there in this. Yeah, on the yeah. Yeah. So uh, oh. I'm going to hit some of the we we've got, got some it. video in here too. Yeah. Got some questions yeah. too. And, and, and we yeah. got more questions. Um, I got a question on Rumble. Um, basically, Texas Stump Jumper. I would like to know what's the price point on that site. Um, it is four fifty nine MSRP on this. Yes, on the forty four. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how many illumination settings do you have? It is ten, so it's going to be eight visible. And for all of you operator types out there, we have two night vision settings all the way at the bottom. Okay, nice. But here is the video that we put together here real quick. Uh, they sent in this this uh, pinch a thirty five degree mount and went ahead and put it on this rifle here. And uh, this is the competition rifle. Uh, so for those of you out there that are like wondering why why two optics, you got a LPVO stuff like that that I can dial all the way down to one. Uh, why throw an optic on there? Well, in some of the and just in the recent competition, you're having a long shot. So this is the rifle I put this on is a. Uh, six arc so it was it's a thousand yard rifle and i you know i'm going from a uh, the, you know they ran a course where you had to take a long shot and a short shot and a long shot and a short shot so instead of me having to fair. mess around yeah and it's totally meant to jack you up right the whole thing's meant to just mess with you but uh it's zombie they uh you're able to just transition back and forth, you know, for something like that. So this is a great, a great thing for this. And as you can see, it's highly, highly adjustable. So you can tuck this right up next to the scope and it, it can be very, very nice, very tight up in there. Oh, there and, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've got some options. You've got lights, you've got lasers, you've got sights and everything. Uh, and here is uh, some operator, a uh, young lady, as it were. Uh, looking at a sort of a self-defensive posture. Uh, Chris, just tell us, you know, why having a light on your handgun uh, for self-defense is a good idea. And also even the idea you could have a light and a laser and still a green dot on there. You can't overdo it or can you, Scott? Can you, can you Chris? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can overdo it. And, you know, one of the things is, is if you can't see the bad guy, you can't shoot the bad guy. And a lot of these bad guys are doing stuff at night to try to hide themselves, right? So you always got to have a light. At the bare minimum, keep a light in your pocket or something. Uh, you want to be able to see your target. Yeah. Put so, rounds on target. So I'm going to put this out there. This uh, light is not as heavy as I expected it to be. So that is actually a really good thing, especially running uh, an optic on the top. So... 
feels actually feels pretty good. And we yeah. will in the future. We have some FDE options coming out for mm -hmm. some stuff. Did you patent like the, the, the color of green that you use? That's what I'm wondering because it looks so much better than any other green. Viridian green. I am not sure about that. That is a. Uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe, patent yeah. it and then I'll charge you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell that to the gun stuff legal department. Their buttons are actually pretty good. They're not too sniff or anything. Hey, well, Chris, I think we're going to have to leave it here. We've gone over. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we appreciate the whole Viridian team. Some of them had to jet out of here just to get on an airplane just a little bit ago. But thanks you still in the, in the studio audience. Thank you all for being here. Just a reminder, till next time, get your stuff from Gun Stuff.